name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. I'm about 16 hours uh, into a 36-hour water fast. That means no coffee. I uh, have not had a single drop of coffee. I've made coffee because I'm a giver. I, I give. So I've made my wife an incredible AeroPress and just carried it downstairs ever so gingerly to her studio and just smelled it like a crazy person the whole way. Just smell, just holding it, ca- holding it like a, my newborn child. Handed it off to her like my newborn child. <clears throat> when I, uh, I have referenced uh, on a case. Okay, so the the water thing. I'm just doing a 36-hour water fast. I finished dinner last night at 8. I'm going to go till probably 8 a.m. tomorrow or whatever. Well, anyway, 8 a.m. tomorrow is my 36 hours. Anytime after that, who gives a crap, right? I mean, that's my thing. I'm not trying to push this, okay? I'm not trying to push it. I'm trying to, you know, it's a forced kind of change. What? Sid, that sounds reminiscent of the title of this episode. I know, I know, and it's going to be okay. You're going to, it's all going to wrap up at the end. I'm drinking water. So right right now, and I I will tell you, like my scotch, I go single source water. I do not do blends. I feel like the blending makes it drinkable, but loses a lot of the character. Uh, So I'm going with a single source and it's quite lovely. And I'm enjoying that a lot. The smell is fantastic. Mm. Mm. Ah. I have referenced on occasion uh, my old life in Los Angeles of of when I was making a living acting and uh, you know working actor struggling musician that was my my thing. Uh, that was a huge sea change for me to to be a full time. I was not that's not my my thing. That's not my first of all acting wasn't even on in the cards. So that's number one. That's just straight up right there. But two. Not having a real job, as it were, a straight job, as I used to call it and still do. Not having a straight job, that was not in my cards. That was not ever a plan. It didn't, it just didn't even, it wasn't like, I don't want to do that. I never thought about it. So I, I sort of graduated from UCLA and then I, I took a, I got I actually got hired to be a legal assistant because I had done some work as a legal assistant over the summers in, while I was at UCLA. Um, and so I thought, well, I'll just do that. Luckily, I got hired for a legal assistant job two days after I had already accepted a job at the audiovisual department at UCLA. I had a bunch of friends of mine working there who were musicians and writers, and it was this great public sector, like the like just collecting a paycheck, health insurance, and just the least stressful job you could ever imagine. Just fun, you know, like just great. Still in touch with some of those guys. In, in, in any case, so I'm working at UCLA, working at the audiovisual department, doing that. I'm playing gigs at night. I'm doing some tutoring of students just to make ends meet. I wasn't making a bunch of dough then, uh, as if I am now. But I was living in a great little studio apartment. I'm getting off on a tangent. Just, I was rolling my own cigarettes. It, it just, it was a time. It was a time and a place. That's not why I started on this road. Okay, so I'm working at UCLA. A buddy of mine who was a full-time actor named Peter, uh, if he's listening here, Mern, Sid loves you. Uh, and I, and he gave my photo to his agent and they asked for a meeting and I went and they signed me. So there I am working full time, jumping on my motorcycle, driving out to auditions and I started working pretty quick. So within a year, I got a little bit of dough in the bank enough for like two or three months, not even joking, two or three months of, of income in the bank. That's it. 
And I told Lisa, I kind of, I think I'm going to quit UCLA, which had gotten, I'd got a, I was a supervising by then. And it was a little more time at a beeper, you know, like a beeper. Uh, so I quit and it was completely, and Lisa completely understood. That's why I knew I'd married the right woman. She's like, we'll make it, we'll figure it out. She had just started her own graphic design firm. So we were in very shaky ground, but so I quit the job full-time benefits, safety, regular paycheck, public sector. And there I am with nothing, no plan other than let's hope this works out 10 years you know, later I'm, I was still working. And so it kind of did, but that's not the point of this story. The point of the story is the first week of not having a straight job. I'm at home and I get up and I make myself a schedule. I go, I put a schedule together. It says, okay, I'm still, you know, I got the band going and we're still trying to, at that point, just trying to, you know, get a, a deal and the, what people, what bands do in Los Angeles at the time, playing gigs, scheduling, all those kinds of things. So I'm, I'm, I, I write a schedule. And I, and I, and I, and I put it together. And on that schedule, Lisa makes fun of me to this day. There was a period, there was like an eight, you know, eight, eight o'clock, wake up, you know, go for a run or whatever. And the eight thirty, eight forty-five, you know, um, sit down and, just, you know, look at your upcoming gigs for me, whatever it was. And then it was like nine coffee. I had like a, on my schedule, like a coffee time, like a coffee time. And she made fun of me. She makes like, oh my God, you're such a dork. She's like, you put coffee on your, just like make a coffee. But, and so she was right. It was a little weird, except that the, having that schedule, and yes, the coffee was kind of ridiculous, but having that schedule was something that allowed me to make the transition from straight job where the schedule is laid out for you to no schedule at all. And I didn't even have auditions every day. So there would just be days where I di didn't have to do anything. We, we rehearsed at night. So there would be days upon days before we had children and nothing to where I just had, I would go bowling. And so with my buddies and drink Heineken on ice, that's another, it's in a whole nother story at 11 a.m. Listen, I'm not going to get into that. I don't want to hear the judgment. It was a schedule that I put together to keep me kind of sane to allow me to transition to a completely different way of thinking about my day to day and my work and everything else. Hopefully you kind of see where I'm going with this. I forced the hand of change there by quitting my job and diving into something completely unfamiliar to me. But sometimes we don't get that luxury. Sometimes there are things that happen where we are forced into the sea of change, where we're forced into figuring out kind of fending for ourselves in a way that is not comfortable and that we simply is uncharted territory. We don't even, we just don't know how to do it. So a little practical advice is to if you are at home and some people aren't, but if you are and you are not having to do things that you usually have to do and you don't have anybody saying like, you got to be working nine. So you got to get in the car at eight. Like that's what you have to do, but you don't have to do that anymore. Put together a schedule now for fun. And as a favor to me, put coffee on that schedule, just because I want my wife to know that people around this country and world are putting coffee on a schedule because they want to do better by their lives. I, it gives me a certain level of satisfaction that is not minimal. Okay. I can, I just thank you for everybody, by the way, who, who's, who are listening to this. I've gotten some nice emails, uh, thanking me for the doing the daily. This is day four. I'm a little bothered about the fact that I started this on, on a clean 80, but then that was episode one. And then 81 is episode two. 82 is episode three. It's freaking me out, man. I can't And now I'm 
water fasting so my brain isn't com- quite i'm like it's it's episode 83 how can this be the fourth daily episode i don't even understand that math it's been very difficult for me um put together a schedule i mean if you are kind of floating around and then you kind of go that couch looks super good i don't really want to do anything because that couch is just begging me to sit on it and that tv i feel re- disrespectful if i don't turn it on because that's n- not cool and the news needs me to watch it because otherwise it can't survive unless I'm watching said news, then maybe put together a little schedule that says, Hey, um, you know, five minutes, you know, I'm a small stepper, so I'm going to go small on this, but you can make it however you want. But you know, five minutes of, of sitting quietly thinking, journaling, you know, deep breathing slash meditating, dancing around your living room, going for a walk. Yes, you can go for a walk if you, you know, stay away from people and you know the drill, unless you're in Florida or California, apparently I read a headline. I didn't go into it because I was like, Oh, for the love of God where they're congregating on the beaches. Can we just get this thing done? Can we just segregate, you know, segregate everybody, sequester everybody for two weeks and we can let this thing play it out and then we can just be done? No, let's, we got to go to the beach and hang out in a group because we're in Malibu. That's why I left that city. I mean, I didn't live in Malibu. I just mean Los Angeles in general. I've gotten some questions on the live Q and A's that I did last weekend that whether I think this is going to, this virus thing is going to, result in a sea change that is it going to change the way we take care of ourselves and the way we think about society and will this improve the human species and i it's a question i i mean i'm thinking about that i'm like okay this is serious shit like this is serious like this is boots on the ground this isn't hypothetical this isn't theoretical this isn't like what if this happened well we probably all do this is happening we weren't really ready for it at all and so it's forced us into this this area that we are, it's uncharted territory in a very real way. So I, I titled this episode Forcing the Hand of Change because I wanted to explore that idea of what does it take to actually make a sea change, like a, a wide, broad, not just a single person or even a small group of people, but a, a, a society change, a country change, a world change. What will it take to actually get that done? Do we have enough memory of these things to go, listen, we can't do it this way anymore. And then I was thinking, and sometimes, you know, like with my quitting my job, I forced that hand. Sometimes the hand is forced on us. And, and I was thinking about uh, Joe Biden in the, in the debate recently where he said he, he, he pro- promised, committed to, to nominating a woman as vice president. And he didn't say any woman. He was like, there's some very qualified women and I, I pledge to dominate a woman president. Now, factually that's a very sexist thing to say it's like not i'm not going to nominate the best person necessarily it might be the best person we just mean i may not it just has to be a woman it's a sexist by definition it's a sexist thing he's he's making a decision based on the sex he's not saying the vice president needs to have a master's degree in, in economics he's saying the vice president needs to be a woman and then he'll find a qualified one so on the surface i go that's joe joe are you pandering joe and he may be but on the deeper surface where I tend to dwell, d- under the surface, that is, on the deeper surface. Yeah, I see how I did that. Um, I hate that it, in a way, has to be so. <clears throat> but at the same time, I think it has to be so. I think that sometimes we do have to force the sea of the, sea, the hand of change. I think we have to, to, to push things along 
consciously. We can't just wait like for naturally a woman to be nominated and potentially win the vice presidency. I think that it takes people to go, you know, I know this is the shitty kind of raw deal. Like I don't want to just make a decision based on sex, but if we're going to change this game, we have to just kind of force it a little bit so that in generations to come, when people and kids today don't really remember him saying, I'm in a nef- des- I'm definitely going to nominate a woman. They're just kids say, look at a vice president and go, oh, yeah, that's, she's the vice president. And they don't think about any circumstance that surrounded that decision. And that's how things change generationally is that they go, oh, yeah, vice president and then potentially president. Yeah, woman. Yeah, so big deal. Of course a woman can be. And they don't really talk about it because it's just like, of course a woman can be president. And that's that's the change that we need is this kind of like, let's force the hand a little bit. And so I, he may be pandering. I don't know. I don't know Joe Biden. I'm not necessarily a fan. I do think long-term, these kinds of decisions are in a way what it takes to to change a next generation who will look potentially if she wins vice, the vice presidency and it just becomes normal. And that's the best thing in the world for it to become normal the way that Barack Obama potentially made it normal for african-american kids to go yeah of course you can be president like of course you'll be president that's just yeah of course why wouldn't why wouldn't you be able to be president they don't necessarily know the struggle and the overt racism that went into trying to make him not president they saw him win that thing and it becomes a reality that they can hold on to forcing the hand of change i don't know if this virus is going to change society boy i'd love it i'd love it if it did I don't know if it will awaken a new era of responsible mes- messaging about about animal in- the animal industry, about human health, about healthcare, about offering healthcare, but also as I spoke about yesterday, having a right to healthcare, but then having a responsibility to take care of yourself are two different things. And will this virus result in us having that conversation and potentially a sea change where people do take more responsibility for their own health? I don't know. I don't. I don't have an answer. Obviously. But I have hope, and that keeps me coming back to the microphone. Shutters open to dark, but you said it'd be. Light again. So here I am waiting.